Hello, Obi and Ashley. Hey, hey John. Good morning. I uh, guess you guys enjoying some uh, nice sunshine down there in Florida. I know because I've I've been going down there quite a bit this winter. <laughs> yeah, you know Sucky, what, sucky. John, we've obviously never had the pleasure of meeting, but obviously with social media nowadays, I've spoken with your daughter Madison a lot, just I think on radio music stuff. Oh, yeah. And I had seen her post somewhere from like the Indian Rocks Beach area, which is where I grew up. And I was like, no way. How do you know that area? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm fortunate enough, uh, you know, my father-in-law owns a place over there and on the beach. So, you know, I get to go down there and and uh, when I'm freezing, instead of freezing my butt off up here in Kentucky, I get to go down there and enjoy some of that uh, sunshine you all uh, have a lot of down there. Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Yeah, feel free to come harvest anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I, I turned into a snowbird real quick after I, uh, you know, turned 50, which was about six years ago. I was like, all of a sudden, I mean, I turned it into a snowbird big time. I don't blame you. So, so I want to ask you because e- e- even in your travels down here to Florida, you you bring the wife and the two of you have a a, a magnificent uh, story together for a long time. Yeah, we just celebrated our twenty fifth anniversary back in January, and uh, uh, we've been together for I guess about twenty seven years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how she's put up with me that long, but I'm <laughs> glad that uh, I found somebody who could. All I can say. Well, it is really cool, and it's it's so cool to catch up with you. For those of us that either grew up listening to your songs, we have so many listeners that are so excited to see you this Friday night at the barn in Sanford that, you know, have your album still on CDs, and my husband still has some of them on CDs in the garage. So it's one of those nostalgic shows, too, because you have had such hits, and then you do keep coming back around and you'll do some shows, but these shows are rare, so everyone is super pumped to see you. Yeah, you know, I... I, I, it's funny. I mean, my first album uh, came out in 1992, Life's a Dance, and it came out on uh, three different formats. It was on a 45 record for uh, a lot of the clubs and stuff back in that were still playing 45 vinyls for their jukeboxes. And then it the came out boxes. on Jukeboxes. That's awesome. Because there was still, yeah, yeah, there was cassettes uh, players still in cars. <laughs> and uh, and then of course they were starting to put CDs in vehicles too, but and CDs were getting popular. So uh, that was uh, you know that was almost thirty years ago, and uh, and that that album was actually recorded on two inch analog tape, where we were back then. You actually use a razor blade to edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, you know, I mean, when you talk about stuff like that, I mean, of course, where we've come to, I, I, I was fortunate to be able to see all the transitions, you know, and all the new uh, tech stuff, uh, you know, that came along. Uh, uh, but, yeah, you know, I was doing like 150 shows a year back in those days. Now I do about 30 to 40, you know. So uh, uh, the body parts are the body parts can't take the beating of the road. Like <laughs> but I still love getting on stage and singing, you know. Wow. Well, still even 30, 40 shows. I mean, that's a, that, that is a, that's a good uh, run. And I, I just wanted to pay you the compliment because, you know, to, to be a legend, I mean, I, I know you're going to be humble and you're not going to say it, but I mean, you, you know that you've created quite a legacy, right? Well, I've, I've been fortunate to be able to have a lot of great people and uh, a lot of great songs that came my way at the time and was right, you know, in music business. I mean, you know, it's, it's all, I, I was just, I came along at the right time and, uh, uh, you know, all my 
uh, people that I listened to growing up, uh, my influences from George Strait to Lionel Richie. I mean, you know, it all just came together, the love songs. And, of course, I played honky-tonks and bars for several years right out of high school. And, and uh, you know, uh, I just was uh, – I hit it right at the right time. And, fortunately enough, uh, things worked out for me because it's a tough business. Uh, but, yes, I, I you know, I tried to – I sang songs uh, growing up that uh, could stand the test of time. So, uh, I tried to record songs like that too, you know, wow. and, uh, so, um, you know, luckily uh, for me, the, uh, you know, the songs that I recorded, obviously, uh, people still love to listen to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People still use as wedding dance songs. And, uh, I, I wanted to ask you this, what, what are the pressures that you had that some of these young guys don't have today? Well, uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, it's really any different. I mean, it might even be harder today. I mean, I didn't have the social media, obviously, back in those days to, uh, you know, we had a fan club. That was it, you know. I yeah. Mean, and, you know, I mean, people, you know, it's like, and that was basically, uh, you know, all you had as far as uh, reaching out to your fans. And, you know, back uh, back in the day, if you lost your record deal back in the, you know, 80s and early 90s, uh, even if you had a hit a record or two, uh, the only way that fans didn't know you didn't quit or retire was through the fan club. But now, you know, people, uh, artists can uh, literally uh, have a nice little career uh, just through social media, you know, with the TikToks sure. and uh, YouTube and all that, you know, and uh, wow. not have to worry about having a record deal or a hit record or anything. So true. Well, and I know you're obviously you've you've spoken out about it because you've been asked, but your daughter dating a newer country artist now that's going through all that. I feel like do, does he come to you for advice or does he seem like he kind of wants to stay away so he doesn't seem like he's pestering you or stepping over a boundary? Oh, <laughs> uh, Travis Denny, I tell you, he's a uh, he's a very talented young man. Plays the heck out of the guitar and, and writes and sings a you know good songs. I but he's a uh, uh, he's a very nice young man. Uh, you know, of course, you know, when you got a daughter, that's, I uh, couldn't, you know, that's what you hope that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you, that your daughter meets somebody that uh, uh, you approve of. And I definitely approve of Travis, but he, he, when he comes up here, uh, we talk a little shop, you know, about music and stuff. I tell him about some of the things I went through uh, back in my days and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and there's not a lot of difference. I mean, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you're still making music, uh, you know, you're still trying to get your songs played on radio and it's a people business, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, you got to enjoy, uh, being around people and, and, uh, entertaining and stuff like that. But it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of work to it. Well, it's kind of funny as as you talk because I grew up with two older brothers who played baseball, and they would never let me date anybody on the baseball team. So I feel like you know, you being this musician with a daughter, you know that that kind of hesitancy of like, oh man, you're never dating a musician. Was that ever a conversation? Well, you know, my mom played drums for my dad, you know, in his band. So, you know, I'm uh, uh, my daughter. You know, she's a very good singer in her own right, and I got my son who's a couple years younger. She's yeah. 24. He's 22. Walking Montgomery. He, you know, he's uh, he's hitting it full stride down in Nashville, writing songs and stuff. And uh, you know, and so they're in the music business. She does a lot of public relations stuff and everything. And and uh, so I basically all I did was 
I never pushed them in that direction, you know. I kind of did it uh, like uh, my mom and dad did me and my brother Eddie of Montgomery Gentry. You know, we had drums and guitars laying around the house. They never once, uh, you know, said, you know, pick that guitar and play it or, you know, play those drums. Because my brother actually played drums for me in my band, you know. Wow, (laughs) cool. Oh, yeah, you know, so... uh, and Troy, I I hired Troy Gentry. He, I gave him his first full time gig when I when we started playing five nights a week up here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, you know, I hired him as a uh, side guy. You know, he played acoustic guitar and sang and everything. So it was actually me and Eddie and Troy on stage there for for you know a couple of years. So uh, you know, it's uh, my mom and dad basically. They left that stuff laying around. I told people. We didn't really grow up with furniture in our house. We had amplifiers to sit on, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, that was just your you know, but, uh, environment. I like that. It makes it it makes it more yeah, true exactly. and genuine. Yeah. The bottom line was is uh, I picked up the guitar uh, when I became like I guess around twelve, thirteen years old, and you know I started learning uh, songs about Jimmy Buffett, Willie Nelson, Bob Seger, and you know things like that because I kind that's kind of music I liked back in those days. List to and. Uh, uh, you know, and, the, and of course, Waylon and Willie was popular. And and uh, so it's kind of the same way with my son and uh, daughter. You know, she plays beautiful piano. And uh, and he likes to play guitar. And, you know, they just kind of grew into it. So I think, uh, you, you know, with kids, you know, if you push them one direction, they, they you know, they're going to push back, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not for pushing, but it, it's worked out. I'm loved. I'm glad that they. Uh, you know, love music and want to be involved in it. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it'll be as good to them as it has been to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. it sounds like your surroundings of, of having it in the home and it just happening naturally. Not only that, it, it, it's it's programmed in your DNA, it looks like. So so that's beautiful that it comes from the roots of the family and it's even trickled down to the apples falling off the tree. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, if you... Uh, uh, if music grabs a hold of you, it's like my dad, you know, he grew up on a farm down just down the road here in Kentucky. And, and then, you know, his aunt uh, gave him a little acoustic, cheap old acoustic guitar. And he, they didn't have a TV, uh, but they had a radio. So he learned to play and sing by listening to the Grand Ole Opry, you know. Wow. Uh, and, you know. So, and so when he got out of high school, he started his own band and all that. Then he met mom. Well, you know, he, uh, she ended up playing drums for him and singing him too. So yeah, you know, it's, uh, uh, me and my brother, we were, uh, you know, we were very fortunate to grow up, uh, you know, in uh, a family Absolutely. like we did. Love it. Well, Love it. With with you coming in town Friday, I think it's, it's great that so many listeners are getting to hear from you directly because, you know, of course... There might be huge stadium shows where we've got artists on all the time, but it's it's rare and it's a treat for us, too, getting to have John Michael Montgomery on our show. And one thing I was thinking about yesterday is, hmm, I wonder what, you know, you've had all this success, so what did your daily life ended up end up being like? You know, obviously you have, you've been married and you had kids, and now they're grown and in the adult age. So what's John Michael Montgomery's daily life looking like nowadays? Well, uh, you know... Uh... I try to, uh, you know, just uh, get as much golf and fishing in as I can when the weather's nice. Nice. And, uh, you know, when it ain't, you know, I go up and fiddle around in my, uh, you know, my man cave, I call it, which was, uh, you know, his old barn I fixed up, you know. <laughs> cool. Oh, so, and it's, uh, yeah, you know, so 
you know, I got my mowers, my tractors, and my, you know, my toys, just uh, you know, like everybody else. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm a person that gets bored really easy. So, you know, uh, if I'm not on the road seeing the show and I'm at home, it's like, uh, okay, I, I'm ready. I don't care. If, I like, I actually like to uh, get on my tractor, and uh, I got about 17 acres around me, and I like to get on there and bush hog and stuff like that. You know, and, amazing. Uh, Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, you know, just, uh, you know, old country boy stuff, I guess. Yeah, we, we don't necessarily have 17 acres around us in, in Orlando, <laughs> but we love to envision it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, I just, uh, like I said, I'm, I've am i been fortunate to be able to do what I do for a living for so long. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I'll turn on the radio and uh, listen to some of my old favorite Kirk classic songs and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Bluetooth technology obviously makes it very nice to be able to put uh, your, you know, some Bluetooth ear pods in and, yeah. you know, mow and, and stuff like that. Uh, so that's kind of nice. But, uh, well, before for me, we get I, in- I, really, I guess it's golfing, golfing, fishing, and playing music. That's my three favorite. Yeah. Things. I mean, hey, that's what you work so hard for to be able to do. And with, with Friday Night Show, what can our listeners expect? Someone that's maybe never seen you, maybe they haven't seen you in concert in 25 years. What's something they can expect to see Friday night? Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm just going to play uh, all the hits that I possibly can, and hopefully, uh, you know, they uh, came to see and, and, you know, some of the songs uh, they're going to probably recognize. And I tell people all the time, I had I had the big hits that, uh, you know, like so, the Grundy County Options, I swear, and stuff like that. But, you know... I'll play a lot of other hits I had that maybe didn't go to number one and all that. And, uh, you know, you can see the look on the people's face. They're going, oh, he's the guy that sang that song, you know? <laughs> right. So, you know, but I, I just, uh, the old saying goes back when I was uh, growing up uh, and picking and singing. Uh, you know, if uh, you have a hit, you can make a living the rest of your life, of, you know, by singing that hit. Well, I, I'm going to, that's what I do. I go out and. Uh, I love all the hits that I was fortunate enough to have had, or have, so I'm going to try to sing every one of them that I can uh, possibly fit in the show. Wow. I love it. Well, awesome. So well, excited. Well, I mean, you you truly are a legend. We're so glad to have this much time with you. I, I don't want I don't want to waste any more of it, but we do have one last thing that we end all of our interviews with, and it's something called the Fast Five, where Ashley here has some pretty fun questions, five of them, and... Uh, and if you're okay with it, oh, it's gonna be dangerous. Sounds like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we promise not to go anywhere crazy. <laughs> it's a safe yeah, journey. I'm trying not to stick my foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Michael Montgomery on with Obi and Ashley. We've loved chatting with you. And our first question here for the Fast Five is: Do you give your opinion and feedback on surveys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, because, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm just one of them kind of guys that, I mean, I have my opinions and I have very strong opinions, but, uh, you know, opinions, uh, like Charles Barkley said, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. So. <laughs> very true. <Ew. laughs> <laughs> that, that just provided an image of Charles Barkley's butthole. I didn't like that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, hey, I used to play golf with Charles Barkley in the Celebrity Pro Golf Tournament years cool. ago. Cool. Yeah, together you know so he he's a he's a fun dude to be around you know but uh, i remember him saying that you know of course he didn't use this kind of word as i used but he it was i laughed at that i was like you know you're right that's classic wow 
All right. Here, here's question number two. What housework or chore do you absolutely refuse to do? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I hate washing the dishes. <laughs> right. Uh, my mom uh, was, she was a very hard, she worked her butt off every day. Mom and dad both did. They were both butchers, believe it or not. They played music on the weekends. But when I got home from school, me and my brother both, uh, you know, we had uh, rules and chores to do. First, you had to come home and you had to wash the dishes. You had to sweep the floors, make the beds, and then you could do your homework. And then when you did your homework, then you were allowed to go outside and play. Well, washing the dishes was one of my least favorites. So I would believe me, when I could afford a dishwasher, <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, hey, John, who who is who is the dirtier sibling? You or Eddie? Well, I'm going to tell you that it's him. It's him <laughs> <laughs> uh, the truth, oh the truth comes out. Oh my god, brothers! All right, question number three: Do yeah, you always w- butt, yeah. oh, do you always wear identical socks? Are you one of those that's got to have everything matching out of the washer? Put it away. Uh, yes, I am. I, I got, I like my socks, you know, to, uh, definitely, of course, I, I, I mostly wear golf shoe socks, you know, I mean, even with my boots, believe it or not, I love golf shoe socks that much. Interesting. Easy to put on and easy to take off, you know. <laughs> love it. All right. This is an interesting one. Question four. What are you too hard on yourself about? Uh, probably, uh, I hate when I uh, repeat mistakes, you know. I mean, if I, because I'm one of those people that if I made a mistake, which I have, I've made many in my life, I try to learn from that and not repeat it again. And there's sometimes you just, you know, if I make the same mistake again, it just absolutely drives me crazy, you know. So, you know, that's just a, I've always kind of been that way. It's kind of like you didn't learn a thing, did you? Somehow, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure now as a dad too, because when you're constantly telling your kids something, you're like, "Man, I'm telling myself this too. I need to straighten up." Yeah. Well, and I'm I, I'm a procrastination is my kids have heard me say it a million times. You know, procrastination it drives me crazy. You know, it ain't going to get itself done. So you know, right. Right. <laughs> Do it and be done with it, and you won't have to worry, or it's going to come back. Uh, Murphy's Law will come back to bite you in the butt. There you go. Okay, last question here, John, and thank you so much for all your time. Yeah. Since you have had this 25 years, successful marriage, two great kids, best piece of marriage advice? Uh, be willing to apologize when you know you have screwed up in your own. <laughs> man, that's a hard one, you know, man. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, that I've, you know, it's like, you know what, I was I was just a little bit too mean or I should have been, I should, you know, I should have been more, you know, and I just want to, you know, I apologize, I was wrong. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that, uh, uh, you know, you sometimes you get mad, you know, and you just, uh, you know, I mean, if you're and there's, if you're going to be married for a long time, you're going to have arguments, disagreements, and you have to learn to get through those things. You know, and, uh, you know, and, and be and and then put it aside and and uh, uh, realize that uh, you know that's just part of it. Uh, you know, but it's it's 
you know, one of those things that I've, I've always tried to, you know, try to do anyway, but, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, I wish I had the perfect answer, but I don't. No, that's, that, that's <laughs> honestly great. I'm, this is gold. I'm only a year into marriage, so. Person, you know? No, that's yeah. great. Well, John, I think uh, I think again, man. This has been gold. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at us right now, and we're sitting at a 21 minute interview with a legend. And uh, just th- thank you so much for this time, and thank you so much for your skills, and and uh, we get to see them again. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, it's always fun to uh, you know chat with you guys, and you know, hey. Uh, there's one thing I tell people all the time, uh, you know, uh, my, if y'all wouldn't play my music, nobody knows who it was. So I always appreciate that. Well, thank you for still making the time for us, and yeah. we will be out there on Friday night. We cannot wait to see you. And again, John Michael Montgomery, The Barn in Sanford, and we will see you Friday night, John. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Y'all have a great day. You, you too. Do.